Good morning, brothers. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to Psalm 130. Psalm 130. Now, just in advance, I apologize for my voice. The allergy season has not been as good to me as I had hoped. But I'll try to get through this as effectively as possible. I chose this psalm to present to you for many reasons. It's, uh, it's been a favorite of mine for a while, and I would wish to present to you how the psalmist prayed to his Lord. Follow along with me as I read this. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy. And with his, excuse me, with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. Amen. Verse 1. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. This first verse is David's call for the Lord for help. Whenever David had any sort of trouble or when he felt distant from the Lord in their relationship, he did not hesitate to go before him for help. The word depths usually mean depths of despair, a dark place where you feel lost, confused, or scared. David called for help immediately, knowing that his Lord was the only one that could save him. Out of the bottom of David's heart, he pleaded before the Lord. It matters little where we are in our lives. We could feel like we're on top of the world, so to speak, or we could feel like we're lower than we've ever been. Regardless, we should always go before the Lord, just as David did. Let us not have the terrible feeling of looking back and seeing that we did not call upon him, our most helpful friend, when we needed him most. Verse 2, Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Let me ask you something. What is more important, that the Lord should hear our prayers or that the Lord should answer our prayers? If the Lord would hear the prayers of us poor sinners, we should leave it up to his superior wisdom to decide whether he will answer us or not. It is important that our prayers are heard rather than answered. If he did promise us, that he would answer all of our requests, it would be a curse more than a blessing. It is enough that he sees our desires in our hearts and we will leave it up to him for his infinite wisdom to decide if it is good for us and for his glory. The second second half of this verse is a cry from the psalmist that the Lord will not only hear him, but also hear attentively. What's wonderful is that the Lord will bow down his ear to us and will hear us and will listen to us. Fathers, think of how you listen to your children when they come to you for advice or help, how ready you are to assist, how much more your Father which is in heaven. Verse 3, If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? If the Lord God Jehovah, the all-seeing creator of heaven and earth, were to count our iniquities alone to see if if he could find a perfect man, how many would he find? 
None. We are not perfect. Truly, he does record all of our transgressions against him. He does not act upon it, but he lays it aside for another day. If the Lord were to judge upon no system except for works, not a single man would be able to stand up to him to fit up to his requirements. But, verse 4, but there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Amen. Thank you, Father in heaven. Thank you for the blessed disjunctions of your word. Free, full, sovereign pardon is in the hand of the great king. It is his prerogative to forgive us. And he delights in, to exercise it right. because it is in his nature to be merciful towards his children yes. and because he has provided a sacrifice for our sins. Yes. Because of this, we can go before him and confess our sins, and we are considered perfect and without blemish, just as his son, which is in heaven. Amen. Hebrews ten seventeen, and there are many other verses I can turn to, but this verse came to mind. It says, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Unbelievable. He never forgets the good things that we do, but he will overlook the things and forgive the things that we have done to him so many times in the past. Who else do you know has that much level of forgiveness? Verse 5 and 6. I will wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waited for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Expecting him to come, da- come to him, David quietly waited for the Lord's appearing yes. in his life. He waited on him in service, and he waited on him in faith. Notice the repetition, my soul waits. And again, my soul waits for the Lord. These repetitions are in opposition of vain repetitions in order to uh, add to emphasis. When it says, they that watch for the morning... Is referring uh, to men who are guards who guard cities, women who are sick, and the farmers who watch for the morning. Also, worshippers who tarry for the morning sacrifice and kindling of incense and the lighting of lamps. David, however, waited more than these. He waited longer, and he waited more longingly for the Lord. Yes. Yes. David waited for the Lord fervently, intensely, and passionately. Know that if the Lord does. Allow us to wait. Let us do it patiently and with our whole hearts, not to complain as the children of Israel in the wilderness. Also, please realize that our religion is found on people—excuse me—is found on people willing to wait for the Lord. Amen. Think of the Israelites when they were in Egypt. Think of David when he was running from Saul for his life. Israel again in Babylon. People waiting on the Messiah. The apostles waiting on the Comforter, and many more. And finally. Excuse me. And finally, us waiting on the second return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Will we wait for our master? Yes. Amen. Verse 7. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. Amen. God has a great plan and things in store for his people. Knowing this, we should not feel disappointed in this life at all. As stated before, his mercy... I'm sorry, mercy is in his very nature. Yes. But we also have the light of his grace. And because of this, we still see more mercy every day. With us there is sin, but hope is ours because the, with the Lord there is mercy. Yes. He can and will redeem his children out of their many troubles. Nay, our redemption is already wrought out and laid up with him. Yes. Verse 8. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. I love this verse. 
Our iniquities are our worst dangers. If saved from these, we are saved altogether. But there is no salvation from them except by redemption. What a blessing this is here promised in terms which, which, excuse me, in terms which remove it out of the region of question. So what can we learn from this psalm? First and foremost, if we have any unrepented sins in our lives, we must beg the Lord for forgiveness now. Later is too late. Our lives are too comfortable at times, and comfort is the enemy of progress. Let us pray to, to our Lord with fervency. I'm sorry, this is the second point. Let us pray to the Lord with fervency and passion as David did. Right. Let's never be afraid to go before him and bring it to him in prayer. He is our friend and our beloved Savior. And finally, let us wait on the Lord in his perfect timing for his presence in our lives yes. and his return for us soon. Yes. Yes. I, I close with Psalm 27:14. Wait on the Lord, be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brothers.